With the dissolution of her marriage and the death of her mother, Cheryl Strayed has lost all hope. After years of reckless, destructive behavior, she makes a rash decision. With absolutely no experience, driven only by sheer determination, Cheryl hikes more than a thousand miles of the Pacific Crest Trail, alone. Wilde powerfully captures the terrors and pleasures of one young woman forging ahead against all odds on a journey that maddens, strengthens, and ultimately heals her. Heyo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host, Corey. And listen, we have two Caitlins in the building. One you already know, even though she goes by Katie. <laughs> but one you may not. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hey, everybody. I'm Caitlin. I am a sophomore at Tarleton State University. I'm a criminal justice Ooh. major, and I'm really interested in all things women's rights, women's equality. And I'm really excited to get into this movie this week. Yes, Woo-hoo. yes, yes. Welcome to the show. You are our first guest, so pat yourself on the back if you can. You know, whatever. Yeah, lots of pressure. Lots of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no pressure at all. No pressure at all. <laughs> we are happy that you are here today uh, to talk to us about your experience with the movie Wild. This is uh, one of K- Katie's favorite books and movies. So, you want to kind of give him an overview, baby? Yeah, so um, Wild is a movie that was based off of a book um, uh, that was authored by Cheryl Strait and authored, written by Cheryl Strait. And it was basic, I mean, it was her story of um, how she just went through all of these terrible things in life. And it's not like life just happened to her, like, they were mistakes that she made. And and issues that she got herself into. Um, but she took responsibility for those and she kind of got to a point where she could not like life was just too hard. And so one day she decided that she was just going to leave everything and hike the Pacific crest trail from the Mojave desert up to, uh, Washington. So, yeah, listen. It, it is a story about her pretty much everything leading up to the point of her wanting to go on this hike and then um the struggles that the hike brought and um what it did for her. I feel like I have to say this for the fellas. Sounds like a boring movie, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is not a boring movie. I think this is probably our third time seeing it. Um the story is great. I feel like in this in this film. I mean, obviously, this is Reese Witherspoon. Life. Yes. Reese Witherspoon is the lead role, and of course, she's amazing because it's Reese yes. Witherspoon. And I don't think I know <laughs> nobody it else is, who played it. It is a very different role for her. I will say, like I, well, you see Reese Witherspoon naked. <laughs> uh, plenty of times. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's just a different, it's just a different, because it's such a grunge role, I feel like. I mean, her life was not great. Oof. So um, it's, it's a very different light of Reese Witherspoon, but mm-hmm. yeah, and I, think I it enjoy brings, it. I, I enjoy it too. I think it brings a lot of conversation uh, and I don't want to spend too much time. I kind of just want to jump into like zero to 10. What are we rating this film? <laughs> Who wants to go first? Oh, let's start with Katie. <laughs> okay, I'll yeah, go first. Go. 
I'll go first. So this book is the book, and I'm going to talk a lot about the book because the book is what I read first and what got me into this. Um, so I give the book a nine. It's one of my favorites. Um, wow. But the the movie, I give it probably an eight. So right up under. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Because um, I, I like the movie, but I feel like it leaves out a lot of key parts of the story but that's so just, you yeah yeah you them, like you read the book and you watched the movie and it's like i don't want to i don't care for the movie because the book was so much better but some of the parts of the book were very important okay okay like because i feel like the movie just kind of rushes through a lot of things and you get a lot of the story through flashbacks right. rather than like being in it and and experiencing it which cinematically makes sense because then it would be what a five hour hour movie yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) that makes i mean it makes sense but what about you caitlin you feel do you feel the same first off did you read the book i have not gotten to read the book no are you a book reader sometimes but i really have to get into it it takes a lot for me to get into a book i feel that i used to be that way i'm still Mm -hmm. that way so don't feel bad (laughs) i've been trying to get fast Yeah, right. Life is so fast. I slowing down to read a book, it takes so much out of me. I will say once at the beginning of quarantine, like a year ago, I was able to read books. I had so much time. Time slowed down. But just basing it off of watching the movie, I was giving it a nine. Um I think the flashbacks, I agree. Like I'm sure that the book had more on it and Mm -hmm. you could actually understand a little bit better. The flashbacks, it was kind of only showing you the triggers that related to, like, the most intense parts. So I think those could have been done a little differently. Mm. That's a that's a good way of saying that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I agree with that. What um, about you? For me, first and foremost, let me just say this is on Amazon Prime. I'm sure you can find it other places. You might have to rent it. Uh, but just a nice little day, a date night film, you know, you get... Get with your significant other one, get some popcorn, watch this film. You know, maybe you're gonna cry or whatever. I'm actually surprised Katie didn't cry, <laughs> but maybe she already knew it was coming, so it's not you know she was ready for that. Uh, me, I would say, I would say a seven, and and I'll explain to my like why it's a seven. Okay. Before this, uh, before the podcast, Katie and I were talking about all the goofs that were in the movie, and I feel like I saw a lot of those goofs, but also, like. I I would imagine somebody that was going through her background, uh, you never really knew what sparked her idea for going on this trip, right? That's number one. Yeah. You just, you're there already. She's almost, she's pretty much going on a hike. Uh, And so it's hard to, the flashbacks are supposed to let you get there, right? But do you ever, like, the only reason I know that the reason why she's hiking the trail is because I'm married to you. That's it. That's it. (laughs) I would have no idea. Uh, of why she was actually doing it besides she just wanted to do it and it's hard to like i give it a seven because it's really hard to be one person in a film the story is really centered around you to bring a great performance which i think she did but it just didn't like it don't slap for me the way that i feel like it that maybe the book would you know and you're reading because you're really going deep into this person yeah so you're really connecting to the person um but it wasn't I don't know. Sometimes I felt like maybe I'm being biased because I felt like she was 
treating our husband like crap and our husband didn't yeah. deserve that. And yeah. So the whole story itself kind of falls in on his head if she just never did any of that stuff. If she would have just been like the decent human that she should have been or decent wife she should have been, she wouldn't have the need to to hike the PCT. She wouldn't have lost her uh, toenails. Uh, you know, she wouldn't get interviewed by a guy thinking that she's a hobo. All of, <laughs> all of these things wouldn't have happened to her had she had just, I don't know, been, been the wife that she always wanted to be or that or at least her husband wanted her to be. So for me, a seven, but a seven is a bad. A I, seven feel, is a bad. I feel that. And I feel, because I read a lot about the movie and about the book and I feel like a lot of people feel that way. They kind of, they enjoy the story, but they're not sympathetic at all because they're like, well, she got herself into this situation. You know, you feel me? Like, I'm like... Which is true, but, I mean, everybody has to go through their own... Her mom dying was like, that was tough. I feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that drew me to her. My mom has not passed, but I I feel like I can, like, I can be empathetic to somebody who lost their parent and they're like just struggling to, and then even her brother, like in the film, her brother in the film is probably going through it. Is going through it tough, visibly going through it tough. Right. While she seems so, to be like the strong person. He's the one that is like, I can't even show up to the hospital. Right. Mm-hmm. So she does have yeah. two other siblings. She has oh, a brother okay. and a sister okay. and um, her mom passed away. So her and her mom were, really close. I mean, you see that they went to college together. Um, and then her mom passed away from cancer and it was a very like short term, short lived, aggressive, aggressive, Mm -hmm. like got diagnosed and then not too long after had passed from it. So her mom passed away and then, um, she started cheating on her husband, got divorced, got hooked on heroin. I think heroin. Was she? Well, and I then, don't even think in the movie though, and this may be something different in the book. I don't really think she's hooked in the movie. Like she just kind of, to me, it seems like she's just really doing it recreationally, like yeah. to ease her mind. She leaving. She doing it. Do you feel different? Y'all feel like you about to say something. Do you feel different? You never really get that idea of like she went through any withdrawals, which I'm fairly certain you would have pretty strong withdrawals with it. So I think it would have been recreational because she could go without it but i remember um at one point it quotes like she says i'm not some junkie i'm just an experimentalist a girl who says yes instead of no Mm. so i think it's more of she was just testing it out and it was what was available and that's what she was right if you look she was kind of being coerced into it and pushed into it by the guys yeah damn girl you did your homework on that one because i missed that quote that is good. And I think that where we where we see in the movie the junkie aspect is when like she's on the corner and the guy puts a knife to her neck and like she's just so strung out and she's alone outside and mm, like point. hanging around other junkies. So that's where mm-hmm. I got that from cuz I think Valid. I think it does go into a little bit more detail in the book. But Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um a junkie and um Got divorced, got pregnant, mm-hmm. and had an abortion. So okay. I I think it was all kind of like, I think it was 
a an accumulation of things. Right, just built that up. That just, built up. yeah. And then, mm-hmm. that and was why. I have a quote down where it was, I paid a lot of attention trying to figure out just like truly what gets you to that point and right. what is her reasoning behind it. Because mad respect, I, I don't think I could ever get myself yeah. to walk that Hell much. No. I couldn't do it. <laughs> but there's a quote I, I have over here. Miles. I know I'm tired walking up the stairs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I could not do it. But it says, I'm going to walk myself back to the woman my mother thought I was. I'm going to put myself in the way of beauty. And that stuck out to me like a sore thumb mm. because she was so close to her mom. And you see that through all of the flashbacks and mm-hmm. all of the songs she repeatedly is playing to herself in her brain because what else is she going to do while she's walking? Mm-hmm. It, every single one of those songs triggers a memory with her. And you see that she looks up to her mom in a way because her mom was being abused as well. You see that. Yeah. And she goes back to the abuser a few times. And I think that how you're raised plays a huge role in how you live your life. Along mm-hmm. with if you're seeing your parents' relationship will determine how your relationships will go, kind of. In a way, like... If you see abuse and yelling and fighting every single day, you're conditioned to believe that's the normal. Yeah. So I think that that, her mom's relationships played a huge role in how her relationships were going. Mm, Good point. Good, good point. Because I'm like... Or even if that's not the normal, you self-destruct until it is. And I feel like that's what her thing was because her husband was a great man. And she's the one who was like cheating on him and he right. was taking her back and like mm-hmm. and they got matching the, the superhero that's, that's a topic of discussion and i think maybe <sighs> i can get some insight on we talk about this often i feel like but the ability for people to be either like you know have love for their exes because i feel like in our in the society that we live in today all i ever see on twitter and everything else is like would you um, <laughs> would you jump off of this mountain, no parachute, or or get back with your ex? And you know it's like a funny video. Somebody run out the mountain, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. So in this movie, we see a very mature version of uh, of a split, of a divorce. They still obviously have love for each other, but their relationship is irreconcilable. Like they can't they can't fix it. They're not really meant to be together, but they can still have love for each other. My question is, what are y'all thoughts on that? As far as does that, is that something that really does work? Or is it F the X's? No, I think it does, but I think it comes with a level of maturity too. And so I think you'll see that a lot more in marriages and divorces rather than just relationships. Yeah. And I also think it kind of plays a role in circumstances. Because I would say I would never wish anything bad on any of my exes. And even though some of them have done some pretty messed up things, (laughs) I still care for them and I wish them the best. And I I always am like, if you need anybody, you can come to me. So I think it's a mutual respect. I I agree. And it's it's just something you learn over time. Because I'm sure when you're younger and you're dating for like two months or whatever, it's not as big of a thing Mm. i think it comes with age and how 
what you go through, do you grow through it or are you just going to sit on it and continue to be upset about it? Yeah. Mm. And well, I don't hate. think I'm ever going to get no matching tattoo if something like that happens, but I think I still <laughs> might be close to some people. But listeners, y'all let us know, right? How do y'all feel about that? Because I feel like that's a that's a deeper topic of discussion that like some people feel completely opposite about. Like they and like, I feel hell like, no. Yeah, and I feel <laughs> like it comes with circumstance, like you were saying, Caitlin. Like if someone... I don't, I don't know. I, I think that it comes with respect. And if you lost respect and that's the reason mm. that you're getting divorced because there is no more respect, then obviously you can't have that. So. Tough, tough, tough. All right. So I wrote this question because I felt like having you both on uh, and what the movie is kind of about, it would be good for y'all to answer. So I'm going to go Caitlin first. Uh, not my Caitlin. There's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that the film is telling you, like, as a woman? How does this speak to you? Oh, wow. Um, it was a lot to take in. So, personally, in a broad realm, um, I kind of saw it as, like, don't get so wrapped up in the hard things and the the bad times. Because at the end of the day things happen and life's not perfect and it's going to hurt and you're going to go through some stuff, but you can't lose yourself and you have to stay aware at all times. And this film kind of solidified the sense of survival that as crappy as it sounds, women are kind of conditioned and you see that in multiple scenes. So it kind of shows a sense of whenever we we're like alone or in a spot where we're not completely safe or feel the safest, it shows a very strong amount of vulnerability and how she's dealing with it. And I think that opens up the conversation to that more. So Hmm. as a woman, I guess it just kind of solidifies some of the things that I think on a daily basis. (laughs) Okay. I feel that. Do you yeah. feel the same, KDG? Um, yeah, I I agree with that. I also think that um, as a woman, this her story inspires me, and just her story on the trail <laughs> inspires me. Yeah, about to and, say, huh? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> and just reminds me that we can do anything if we want to take a solo hiking trip a thousand miles we can Mm -hmm. and we are more than capable and even though distance hiking like that is typically considered like a man's sport or um the men's field whatever you want to call it that a woman is capable of it too and i think that that something in the movie right? when Greg said that he was going to quit and come back next year. And she was like, wow, Greg left and I'm still here. Like, mm-hmm. that's weird. I didn't expect that. And so I think that she was, doub- she was doubting herself because she's not an experienced hiker like all of these other people. Right. And so it just shows me that perseverance and this is for anyone, but like as a woman, I, you know, 
<laughs> I, I feel something about it. Like, no matter what is ahead of you and no matter how hard it may seem, you just have to put one foot in front of the other and keep moving. And one of my favorite quotes from the book is, oh, hold on. <laughs> Let me look it up yeah, real quick. It I have bust, it. Bust it out. Wait, you got the book on hand? You're about to flip to the page like, you have a sticky no. note. <laughs> you have a sticky note on this. <laughs> Something she says in the book is, "Who is stronger than me? No one." And that's what she kept mm. telling herself while she was out there: "Is who is stronger than me? No one." Mm. I feel she like she repeated a lot have of to things. Believe. She did she repeat re- a lot of things. She repeated a lot of things, and it. I think it's a, it's a lot of determination, and there is one point where I heard she repeated I'm not afraid I'm not afraid I'm not afraid Mm -hmm. and it was Mm -hmm. whenever she was in the tent at night and I mean I definitely do that at night it doesn't always work so I'm not sure (laughs) how Ah. good of a system it is but she says like you can quit anytime you can quit anytime but the determination and almost stubbornness Mm -hmm. to not to not quit because yeah personally I work in a field that is predominantly male I work in construction now and okay. that is a male a male job typically. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where I'm in a way proving myself. And if she's you can quit anytime, she's proving that she doesn't need to quit. She can do this and she does inevitably. Exactly. All exactly. Right. Also, um, let's talk about just the fact of being on your own. 4,000 miles. Yeah, I ain't have now. <laughs> like, how how long did it take? Three months? Nope. Hell no. Like, I can be alone for three months. Not just alone, but alone and in your own head. Yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah. No. No way. <laughs> I would be I gotta like, turn on music um, to get out of there. <laughs> yep. Right, and then you like, you run out of battery power unless you got like some sort of <laughs> solar thing or whatever, but... Um, her pack's so damn big, she might have something in there, right? <laughs> uh, but nah, I think the that to me is is what pushed it up to like a seven for me because from a psychological standpoint, this is what people don't understand. There's a reason why people in solitary confinement go crazy. Go crazy. Okay. We are not meant to be alone. We're not built to be alone. We meant to be around other people, which I'm glad on the trail she met other people who she was mm-hmm. uh, enabled to encounter and, and grow some sort of friendship and some relationship with. Even though I think mm-hmm. that there was a lesson with everybody who she met, right? Uh, some sort of life lesson with everybody who she met. Uh, oh, yeah. And maybe, maybe that was that way for her in real life. Maybe it was just for the cinematic reasons. But being alone for that long is you only get to come out triumphant and well, I don't say you only get to come out triumphant. When you come out the other side from being alone, just for me personally speaking, you recognize the love that you have for yourself. And, you, and then you start to look at life a little bit different. So there was a point in time in my life where, believe it or not, <laughs> okay, believe it or not, I was a loner. And to this day, I still am a loner at heart. I don't, I love to be by myself because I really do love myself so much. But it took a depression that I was going through For me to like learn more about myself, for me to overcome that by myself so that I didn't need anybody. So anybody else coming into my life was only an addition to my happiness, like, and not anything else. 
they weren't the mm-hmm. source of it. I'm the source of my own joy, the source of my own love and everything else. Everybody else that came in has has clearly and only been an addition. And I think that that's, for me, watching the, the movie as somebody who's just like, this person's going on a journey. I feel like we have all gone on this journey at some point. So I'm going to skip around real quick. The question really is, is like, have you have you had any self-discovery moments? I just talked about one for me um, in your life, like great or small. Has there been any moment where you're like, okay, I just found out like who I am. This is a moment where I'm I'm becoming myself and this is going to be my, like my mantra. This is who I am going forward. Yeah. Um, I feel like with coronavirus hitting, I feel like mm. all of us got a lot of time to think on some things. And I definitely started the quarantine with completely different people than who I'm surrounded by now. And I think within two to three months of quarantine, so about the time it took her to do this hike, (laughs) I had this realization that I was lacking in that skill of knowing that I am my own source of happiness and other people Mm. are just additions. And I started not training myself. That's not the word I want to use. I want to use like, I started working more on the saying, if you're in my life, it's because I want you there, not because I need you there. Because ultimately the only person who's been here through every little thing I've ever been through is me. Nobody's going to understand it better. So it took me a really long time to understand that. But I can honestly say that within the last eight to 12 months, I've had a huge turnaround on who I am as a person. And I'm very happy with who I am now. But I think it took that slowing down, schools online, people cannot come over, you cannot go out, right? work on yourself. I think it took that, which is a once in a lifetime opportunity personally, <laughs> to yeah. oh, sure oh, get hope. to see that yeah. side. Yeah, we'll, sure we'll we keep hope. fingers crossed. And how, like, <laughs> how old are you? Because I feel like you're young. And so to find that at such a young age is very rare. <laughs> I'm 19. <laughs> right. That's that's wild. Yeah. Like literally to <laughs> find is. and I tell people all the time, you don't necessarily have to find what your purpose is in life because sometimes maybe you're just chasing that for the rest of like your entire life. But mm-hmm. to find who you are, like that's huge. At nineteen? Yeah. Your future is bright. <laughs> I've always that. been told I mentally I am way older than I actually am. And I think that with life slowing down in the last few months, being able to actually look into the things that I want to look into, it gives me a better opportunity to have an actual opinion on things and to mm-hmm. say what I feel, regardless of other people's opinions. And I feel like majority of my life, I was kind of conditioned to follow the leader. Right. So I definitely am very thankful. It's a horrible situation. It's a horrible virus. I understand but I am thankful for that time because I create an opinion and I stand with that opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's like, um, <laughs> I'm very indecisive and I'm very like wishy-washy on a lot of things. And Corey Fact. always says, Fact. Corey always says, you made a decision, stick with it. You made Just a decision. That's what, that's what we're going with. Yeah. Okay. I always um, second guess so- myself. <laughs> yes. 
So for me, I think that turning point or that moment of self-discovery was kind of, I don't, I actually am not sure um, exactly when it happened. I can tell you like I hit rock bottom and then I had to start like building from the ground up Mm. and I went through terrible, terrible mental states like just in the darkest place that I don't ever want to go back to. Um, And I think it was definitely after I started, well, it was before I started dating you, Corey. And then I was just like, I feel like I was very much myself. And that's kind of what attracted you, I guess, is that I was unapologetically myself. Mm, sure wouldn't that uh no i'm just joking it was definitely because you were <laughs> get out of here <laughs> unapologetically but, you but i am like i am who i am you know i'm emotional i cry a lot i am a true. good friend i'm there for my friends this i also, also <laughs> am very loud and very obnoxious and i Damn am a leo true. through and through <laughs> and Ew. like that's just That's just who I am, you know? I'm just very extra. And so just realizing that that that's who I am and I don't need to calm myself down to make others feel comfortable or things like that. And I think that what really... um, I think what really made me realize all of this and like appreciate who I am is when I took the job that I'm at now, um, I traveled a lot and it was solo travel. Obviously I wasn't hiking through the woods, but I was going to all of these different cities that I'd never been before by myself Mm -hmm. for weeks at a time, um, completely by myself in hotels by myself. Um, exploring cities by myself, going to breweries by myself, like almost hitting a moose by your damn self. It was an elk. An elk, my bad. I don't be <laughs> my animals. I need to go back to college. I'm sorry. But like all of these different things, you know, taking flights by myself, riding trains by myself, um, and having to talk to strangers and not having the comfort of other people around you, and making small talk with people that you've never met before. Um, I think that's what really made me appreciate who I am, my willingness to accept others and my ability to talk to strangers and build connections really quickly. Um, So yeah, I think that was my turning point because that made me, that made me realize that everything that happened in the past happened for a reason and it wasn't my fault necessarily like I probably had some self-sabotaging moments in there where I did a lot of things to myself um and I'm probably the villain in someone else's story but (laughs) because we all are (laughs) we all are right but it made me realize that that's everybody right everybody is a villain in someone else's story and so Mm -hmm. for me to just appreciate who I am and work to be better that that's what changed it for me. And I feel like I'm still working towards that. Like I still don't know what my purpose is or um I don't want to say who I am because I know who I am, but I'm still evolving every day. Right. And so it's like I'm continuously figuring out who I am. 
a yeah, constant work of progress. Like. Exactly. Yeah. I'm continually figuring out who you are. I'm like, man, like, <laughs> goodness gracious, who is she Who's she going like, to wake up and be today? <laughs> exactly. She going to bow me in the eye, you know what I'm saying? Had a bad dream. Actually, I'm the one that like has these, these weird dreams. This I, is true. I don't know he always why. has bad dreams and wakes I, up mad at me. I do. I'll be mad. I'll be mad. I'll just be waking up. Like, like, man, what the hell? In the dream, you really was acting up. You was really <laughs> acting up in the dream. Like, literally, they be so real, you was just, just acting up. Um, but dream yeah, I'm, you is I'm, betraying you for real, going hard. Like, what am I? You know, what's in my, what's in my head? Um, but I'm glad that you, both of y'all, really have had like moments because that's not something that happens with everybody or it has happened with everybody. I mean, I know people who are. Who I've talked to who are older than me. I'm 30 years old. Who are, are like, I just, every day I'm kind of searching for something I still don't really know. Um, or, I, you know, I don't know what, what my purpose is or whatever. I've just been doing things to just try to figure out. And my own assumption, for some people, my mom used to say there's a lot of uh, old fools. So you don't only have to be wise because you're old, but there's a lot of old fools. I know there's a, <laughs> like older people who I'm like, you still try to figure some stuff out and that's okay. You know, life <laughs> comes at you fast and sometimes you just don't know. You're still trying to figure some stuff out, uh, some stuff out. Um, so I think it's great to have, to be at such a young age and at least at very least, like, no, this is who I am and I'm going to evolve and continue to get better. But like, this is who I am. And the reason why I'm able to evolve and get better is because I understand who I am. Uh, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense, but I feel like you don't, become who you are without encountering other people so mm-hmm. a question from the movie is on the trail obviously cheryl she encounters like a lot of men as you said the hiking is kind of a, a man thing or at least was in 1995 mm-hmm. um because this movie set in 1995 now i feel like i see i go on ig i don't see no men hiking i see i see a bunch of women hiking but maybe that's just instagram i'm tripping uh but it is. she <laughs> <Yeah>. encounters mostly <laughs> men so how does this like work in her favor? And also what role does gender play uh, when removed from like a usual structure of society? If it plays a role at all. Because mm. I got my I, thoughts on this. <laughs> you go first then. Yeah. Okay, here's my, here's my thing. This movie... I just really don't want to go down the road of like galloping for men. But here's what I will say. Go ahead. Yeah. There's two guys in the movie that were just despicable guys. Mm -hmm. The rest of them were wonderful, loving, empathetic, caring human beings. Mm -hmm. I cannot stand the narrative that men are trash. I do understand the way and how this world is built in a very misogynistic, uh, specifically specifically in, in, in Western cultures. So I do get it. Like, I honestly get it. But I encounter so many other men who I feel like are a lot of the men who are in this movie who will, hey, you're on this. I recognize who you are. I recognize, hey, you're a female on this path. That's That's crazy. And it didn't go to a realm where it was like, oh, you're a girl. You can't do it. Right. It was just like, that's that's rad. You know, you're a girl doing it. How can I help you out? How mm-hmm. can we be connected? You know? That's true. And even when we talk about her husband, her husband is the most loving person ever. Got matching tattoos, mailed off to the divorce together so you can cry in her arms, allowed her to call her, uh, allowed her to call him, sent her stuff 
and, and sent her different... stuff along the way yeah right mm-hmm. and letters and notes and everything else um and so by no means am i saying that your story is is incomplete without a man but hers is yeah hers is completely even with a relationship with her brother right everybody who she ran into except those two guys were phenomenal and i feel like and i may be wrong but i'm not a a woman so y'all take the floor away could you say the same for the the men that you meet so when you were saying that i was kind of thinking about the the kind of men she met so the culture around hiking i feel like is very friendly and very supportive and Valid because point. it's a it's a small community right like you are this small community of people with the same interest so the two men that she met were not hikers right they were hunters and they were obviously pigs so um that's kind of how the, I feel about that. What about the older guy, though? The brought her and let her shower and let her get some food. But you That's said it true. was Pops and Deanne. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And then the other guy. They did remind met, me of they did remind me of my dad and Deanne because they, they were going back, and forth. going back and forth. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, and the other guy she met at the concert, right? Giving the, the thing away. That's true. Oh, yeah. Okay. But also, okay, maybe not two. The hunters were 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 disgusting, and then the guy who. Um, the, the park ranger who was letting them get their stuff. Mm. Remember, she was raining and she was mm. walking up the thing. She was like, I need to get my mail. And he's like, only if you get a drink with me. Yeah. And then like, okay, he was despicable too. So it's almost like an even thing, I guess you can say. But it just, yeah. what I liked was that I feel like I'm a good guy. Yeah. However, I am not going to, I know that I'm a villain in, in some people's um, story. Mm-hmm on behalf of myself and on behalf of them. Okay. Meaning mm-hmm. there's some stuff I did very much on purpose and some stuff, uh, uh, intent versus impact were completely different. Um, but through and through, I feel like I'm very good and I'm like, I want to help people and the people that I surround myself with are the same type of people. So yeah. like anytime I get on this, this train of talking to a lot of females, especially because in the job that I work, the field you work in, Caitlin, a lot of men, the field I work in is a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk to them about, and they're talking about men, it's like always bad. True. And it's a little bit discouraging as a guy, but I know it's an uphill battle because we have been trash for a long time. So, but my point, my question still remains like when she runs into and encounters these men, like, does it work in her favor? Why does it work in her favor? And I think you already kind of touched on it, but go ahead, Caitlin. I have a comment on the, like at your job, you're yes. always hearing the bad stuff, the negative things about men, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, that can also be blamed on the media and how things are portrayed because you don't hear praises for hardly anybody often. Ever, right. Your headlines are the worst news. And you can sit here and compliment 10 people a day Oh, you look beautiful today. Oh, your hair looks great. Your face looks great. Anything, any of that. But you say one bad thing, and that's going to stay with stay with someone forever. 
So to where I'm at now, I'm trying not to even compliment people because they go take that out of line too. So I just be like <laughs> trying to be cool with it. Never mind. You never know. Right. You know, you say something yeah. like, oh my gosh, you look beautiful today. And then I get hit with sexual harassment. Like, nah. Yeah. Or did I not look beautiful yesterday? Yeah. Right. I mean, and those are all valid, right? Because maybe I should not be talking about somebody's uh, uh, blouse or the color of their hoodie, right? At work, I have no idea. But my, so I get it. Like if that's if that's how it is, so I just be trying to refrain from it. But I get mm-hmm. where you're going. Like it's exposure. We really only getting exposed to like the negative stuff. Because mm-hmm. I know personally, like I'm friends with a lot of girls who have lots of opinions. And while yes, we do have lots of days where we're just like. This guy and this guy are just horrible. What are they doing? But I will also say there are those days where it's more of a private conversation where we're like, oh, the good things, the good things. Because it's another topic that personally, I hate feeding egos. Mm. I hate feeding egos because it gives people a big head and it's too much. So that's one of those things. (laughs) I'll hide it. I know. The doorway is only three feet wide. Like you, <laughs> you've got to narrow down on the feeding the egos. So it's one of those things where I also don't think you should praise bare minimum. Yeah. And like, yes, the park ranger brought her a cup of coffee, but he was kind of a jerk the whole time mm-hmm. he was around her. And the hunters, I have it down that she encountered six different like staple maybe right. groups but six encounters and you start off i counted the first one as a the father and the son that drove her to the trail that oh, son was going yeah. through something right yeah he was upset and then it's frank and his wife mm-hmm. and then greg and then oh. but you see like greg he was great he was nice but again it was kind of bare minimum. So we can't praise him for that, but we're not going to sit here and dog on Frank for being kind of sketchy in the beginning. And that's why she used that defense mechanism that we're conditioned. Oh, my husband's on the trail. My husband's He's on the trail. A little bit ahead of me, blah, blah, blah. It's just like walking down the street. I'm pretending like I'm on the phone and I'm not talking to anybody. It's one mm-hmm. of those things. I don't know. Dang. Speaking of, real, real quick, That's let me jump true. in real quick. Let me ask you something. What is what? What is something that you have had to learn just because you are a female versus me? Like, for instance, me as just being a male, I'm not jumping on the phone because I'm walking down the street. You know what I'm saying? I'm not holding <laughs> no keys in my hand. Like, what are the things for y'all? Because this is why I didn't even think about it like that. Like, that... I, it's hard for me to even watch this movie from the, the right frame point because, like, I get why she did it, but, like, I don't really understand that fear because I haven't really had to be through specifically that one. Mm-hmm. So, like, what else? If you had to, like, run off a list, what are some things <laughs> you got to do? Um, Well, just from things that I've heard, stories that I've heard that have always made me double-check things is, like, I always check. Like, if I'm walking to my car, I will look under my car or mm-hmm. through the like the underneath of my car to make sure nobody's standing on the other side of my car that can't just like hop in the passenger side when I unlock my doors or um they're not hiding under my car to slip my Achilles heel or something, mm-hmm. you know. What movie was uh, no, that on? 
Oh, no, no, that's, I've heard that's like stories. a thing. Wow. I've heard that was stories. like a series of like men doing that multiple so times out to here different people. Achilles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Completely immobilized. Um, and I will like check into my car, which it was much easier when I had my old car because I didn't have any tent. Um, now it's a little bit harder, but I'll like look through my car before I get into the driver's side to make sure that there's no one in my car. Um, let's see what else. Um, heads on a swivel when I'm walking around mm-hmm. a parking lot. I don't, if you ever go anywhere with me or you're with me, I, with you it's different though, because <laughs> okay, okay, I feel safe say. with you and like, oh, that's sweet. But no, for real. But if I'm by myself, like I'm not texting when I'm walking to and from a store. Mm-mm. I don't even like really um, when I'm at the grocery store alone and I have a list on my phone and I'm looking at it. I like look at it and put it down and look around and then like continue because I don't want anybody to think that I'm like on my phone just not paying doing attention. whatever. Right. Because I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to think I'm vulnerable, right? So like um that and then the the talking on the phone if you feel uncomfortable walking by yourself. Um sometimes I will call people. Okay. Okay. What about you, you Caitlin? Yeah. I'm I'm sure um, you've got some that I'm not thinking of. Yeah, same as those and then like anytime I'm walking, I have my keys in my fingers like between my fingers just in case I have to go on the defense. I have like a little pokey thing I got a couple of weeks ago. It's technically a window breaker, but it can be used. Um, Another thing is you never want to have to unlock your car door with your key. It takes too long. So you want to, Mm. my truck actually, if I press the button one time, it opens the driver's door only. If I press it twice, it opens all. So I'll lock my front door get in the second i get in i start it lock it and drive never sit in your vehicle once you get back mm-hmm. in it look out for suspicious ve- vehicles at all times um yo don't go walking yeah. at night you know that is that yo. is a good point because i am i used to be vigilant about it and i think i've kind of slacked a little bit um especially during the daytime with getting in your car and just sitting in it or getting in your car and turning on music, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to make sure that it's connected and turning on music before you go. But there was this video that was going around, I think Facebook and it really but freaked white me man? out. The white man? No, no, it was a little red car. This girl went to go get in her car and when she unlocked her door, somebody slid in to, through the back seat. And they pulled her from the back seat. Oh, I see that much. They mm-hmm. were in the back seat. They pulled her to the back seat from the driver's seat. Somebody else drove. Somebody else jumped in the driver's seat, and they took off with her. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. was in broad daylight, and it was caught on that. like, uh, I think it was caught on like a video like a surveillance camera. from the store. Yeah. yeah, and so after I watched that, I got really vigilant about getting in my car and automatically locking the doors, like as mm-hmm. soon as I got in. But I've fallen out of that habit. Yeah, but. I seen a video on TikTok the other day. Uh, shout out to TikTok. <laughs> I seen a video on TikTok <laughs> the other day. Somebody was like, nope, not doing this. Because like a van that was like, had a sliding door. Just look, you know, how everybody kind of thinks that the, the nasty vans look. Mm-hmm. Parked way too close to her car. And she was mm-hmm. like, I'm not getting my car. Uh, and she ended up calling the police. And the police came out, I think ran it. And then there was something wrong with the car. So they like, they started fingerprinting the car and everything else. 
Uh, so she was like, I could have got traffic today, like yeah. literally. And I was mm-hmm. like, dang. Because they I can mean, just pull you in so quick. Yep. Yeah. I, and especially with the the trafficking things that are going on, um, if there's a banner or a flyer or anything of the sort on my windshield, I'm driving with it on my windshield. Mm-hmm. I will not stop to grab it. I will not waste my time. If there's a, because the, with the zip ties, the ribbons, the stickers, right. literally there's so many things. And it's also like right now, I'm home alone and I'm, you'll see me like there's a window to the right of me and I'm constantly looking out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where we have to be on the defense at all times, which sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might also lead into the, oh, all men are trash. It's not all men, but one bad apple ruins the bunch sometimes. And if I'm not saying I'm uncomfortable with any man that's walking near me, but pretty much any human, I'm always scared a little bit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'll never right. let them know. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing is like, I honestly, when I think about, just when I think about her hiking this trail, it, to me, one, I don't mess with the animals at night. I don't, <laughs> that scares me. The overnight thing, like, I think I could hike it if I had somewhere to, if I had somewhere to stay at night. I ain't trying to camp out in the woods by Mm-mm. myself. Um, and I say I could hike it. <laughs> yeah, right. A thousand miles. I, I mean, don't know. if you had no. months, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but I think about it and I'm like, how in, like, I would be scared of what would happen to me out there being alone and being a woman. Mm-hmm. Because you could encounter, and I think that that, Corey, kind of ties into your question is all all the men that she met on the trail pretty much were good guys, but we live in such fear of the bad guys you know right. because they are there they are out there mm-hmm. i feel so. that and i feel similarly kind of connected just as like a black man and how i feel about certain yeah. stuff mm-hmm. uh, so i can i can kind of understand it but i do think some of the stuff is just so wild to me because i would never ever i'm not thinking about anybody slitting my uh achilles <laughs> and or kidnapping me first off good luck you don't need two people at least and that's not that's that's if I'm not fighting, right? Like if yeah. I'm just like limped over, you'll need two people. If I'm fighting, you might need three, uh, or maybe even four, right? And then I'm like, I always I don't say know. I'd be annoying. Yeah, I'm a pretty big annoying. Type. They bring yeah, me too. back, right they back. Like I'm gonna be like, bro, I'm gonna be singing the whole time. I'm gonna be doing mm-hmm. everything. Y'all got to keep knocking target. me out. But I I will say that like there are times where you just get kind of like weird vibes. Like I remember one time. When I was living in Denton and Corey, I texted you and I was like, I am very uncomfortable because I was in the women's clothes section of Walmart and there was this guy who was on the other side of the rack and he was like pretending that he was looking through stuff and then would look up at me ever so often. And I'm like, I know you're not shopping for women's clothes right now. And you know, he could have been, he could have been looking for clothes for his daughter. And he was looking at me because I look nice and he wants to ask me for advice because he wants to get his daughter clothes. Right. Could, but you could never be, know. but you never know. Could Mm-mm. be also stalking me that way. When I walk out, he can call someone and say, Hey, this girl's walking out of here. I don't know why I would. Cause I was like five inches taller than him, but it happens, you know, I got some hitters out there. Yeah. 
And it's one of those no, things where, that. Katie, you were saying earlier how you have that problem with like second guessing or mm-hmm. doubting yourself. And I feel like in these mo- in those moments, I don't doubt myself at all. I don't yeah. have that problem. Because be weird, be if rude, stay alive. Okay, shout yeah. out to Crime Junkie. <laughs> shout out to Crime Junkie. Every Monday. <laughs> every Monday. It, literally. It, oh, it's one of those things, though. You, you can give people the benefit of the doubt every day, but you will end up getting hurt because of giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why and your gut is always right. <laughs> True. Nah, Most my mind. I got GERD. No, I, no, I'm just Get out of here. There is, um, back to TikTok, there's this guy that I follow on TikTok, and his name is Fly with Tom. He's a flight attendant, but right now he is hiking the Appalachian Trail, and um, he's posting videos of him in his through hike. So he's going from Georgia, from Georgia to Maine. Um, insane. But... He's talking about like the people that he meets along the trails and how at some of the stops, like you saw where she would stop at a town, um, hang all of her stuff up, shower, then get back out there. He does that. And at those towns, there are people that set up just to feed people that come off the trail or just to drive people to their destination. Like they're called trail angels or something like that. Oh. And, um, Like, that's their whole reason out there. And he was kind of talking about how when you're out there, your faith in humanity kind of gets restored because of the kinds of people that hiking, like the culture of hiking. Right. I guess. It's just such a small group. But yeah. And maybe so that's that kind of rolls rolls me into this question. Everybody who she encounters, like pretty much kind of tends to help her. Yeah. Or is very Mm -hmm. generous. Is there something about her that like inspired the generosity of 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 these people? Like, what is it about her? Because I feel like she was getting attention and love and generosity that most other people would not. Yeah, I think one, it's because she was a woman, and because they were just so impressed that a woman was out there doing it solo. Um, and another thing, I think it was because they could tell how inexperienced she was. Mm-hmm. Because, well, one, her bag was way too big way and too way big. too heavy. <laughs> way too big. Way, and I want to talk big. about that, but Caitlin, what what do you think about that? Um, I think Why it was so generous. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on the same track that I was kind of having, but I also think that it has to do with. Possibly the fact that she was a smaller, pretty girl, and she's on her own. And that sounds horrible, and I hate to point that out again, but it could have played that role. And I also feel like you can look at Cheryl or Reese and see that she's been through something, and there's a reason why she's here. And I also think that her determination and her grit kind of attracts people, but they're also kind of scared because... She doesn't know what she's doing. She's making it up as she goes. Yeah. You feel like, and, like just to follow that up, mm-hmm. she encounters mostly men. So do you think that, and my assumption is specifically in 1995, but maybe just for this movie, these are heterosexual men uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So 
when you you kind of hit on she's like small and pretty do you think that like pretty people get some privilege yes pretty privilege is pretty a thing. privilege is a thing <laughs> I haven't experienced this a day in my life because uh, I just recently found out that I'm ugly. Let me tell you what happened. Now I think that I was cute. Okay, I'm. I think I'm cute. I put on that no beard filter on uh, Snapchat. Oh my god, my god, I'm ugly. I need to see this. I need to see. Yeah, I was going. Matter of fact, I was going to post it on my IG. I might still post it. I was going to post it on my IG, but I was so afraid because like. This was the first time that I really had to like admit to myself because I've always admitted to myself that I'm at least cute. Like on a good day, I'm you like a are. six and a half. Good day, I'm six and a half. When I really dress up, I can make it to about seven point three. This filter <laughs> put me at a two. I was definitely I'm I'm at I'm I'm down to a two, and so, I'm there. I'm gonna have to accept that. But the pretty pr- privilege. Do we see that today? Like, do you think there's an example right now of pretty pr- privilege that you can probably say right now? I think the pretty privilege right now is, it is, I think it is smaller framed people, um, getting boosted on TikTok, (laughs) maybe just like, yeah, because there's so many things that, and I think that we're going into, um, and we've been hearing a lot about body positivity and the body positive movement and all of that. But I think, I don't want to say that that can be performative, but I definitely think that it's boosted more on social media than it is in real life. Mm. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. mm, mm. I agree with that. Because I think that people are more willing to accept something when it comes from a smaller, prettier person than it does from a larger, not as attractive person. Mm. Mm -hmm. I feel that. That's been my life. You want to talk about the bag? I know you said it earlier. I don't want to forget that. So, Yes. Okay. So um, when when we were watching it and uh, she pulled up to – um, I guess it was the first stop, right? With Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. Mm, it was with the guy who was <laughs> cooking for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, Frank. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the first one. So, um, yeah. And he was like, let's go through your bag. Or he, he called it Monster. And I think in mm-hmm. the in the book, it goes into more detail about like her... Like, Monster kind of played a a role of its own. Like, it was kind of its own character. Um, But in the movie, when we were watching it, Corey, he was like, you know, you've got to lighten lighten that up. And Corey goes, hmm, what'd you say? You're like, huh, that's... uh." That's, that's, there's a reason why he said that. And that's going to be a part of her story going along, right? That's that's going to be the character development, which... And then I started singing... Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. Bag lady. That's what she wears. Bag she lady. was a bag lady. Because in the song, <laughs> she's like, basically, you're going to hurt your back carrying all this baggage. Uh, pack light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we had to sum so. that song up. If you have not listened to Bag Lady by Erica Badu, one of the greatest songs of all time. But that's <laughs> literally what the song is. Yeah, please listen to it. It's what the song is about. It's like... Carrying baggage. Let it go. Carrying you gotta baggage. Let that... Just 
You mm-hmm. got to let that baggage go because you're going to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and people pack ain't going to want to be. Light. There you go. People ain't going to want to be around you. You got to pack light. You know what I'm saying? Leave that stuff behind. And I think we kind of see that because even when, who was the guy, Caitlin, you probably know their names because who was the guy that was like, let's, let's lighten that load up a little bit. That was Frank. It was Ed. Oh, it was, it was oh. Ed. I was about right. to correct Ed. myself. Frank was the farmer. Was the farmer. Right. The farmer. Ed was yeah. the Ed was the guy at the campsite who yes. he also was one of those. I think you said it earlier as trail like angels. a trail angel or something. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was one of those. Yes, yes. Okay, so I read something online as I was reading stuff about this movie. Um, and book and it says in the beginning she staggers against its weight but during the trek friends on the trail help lighten her load by the end the load is still there but the burden is not she has become stronger in every sense of the word right right yeah that's mm-hmm. that's what i saw and then also i read kind of a not necessarily a goof but i paid attention to this as well remember in the hotel room she couldn't even get the bag on her shoulder yeah. I would have liked to see her struggle more in the beginning. More, yeah. With, like, mm-hmm. her pace. Like, when she got dropped off at right, the trail, like, and she just, like, kind of staggered, but... Yeah, I wanted to see the whole time, like, man, like, if she would have continued to bring attention to this bag is heavy, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what she's carrying is heavy. That's the, the part... Here's what I love about filmmaking. Um... And maybe she, you know, meant this, or maybe she found the connection whenever she was writing a book. But here's what I love about filmmaking: if this wasn't her story, this was probably somebody's story, and they were able to to do this. So when you are making a film, you take one thing that is that's going to stretch the length of the film that viewers are probably not going to pay attention to, but it means the most. The most important thing of that film is the connection with her in this bag, this pack. Because mm-hmm. it's so much. She's carrying it's all, all the weight has. on her shoulders. It's all she has. Mm-hmm. She's carrying it all. And through her journey, it gets either lighter or she's able to carry it and bear it better. Mm-hmm. Or a little bit symbol- of both. And it's symbolic of her struggles and exactly. what she's and carrying her- and her baggage. Both versions of baggage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you Boom. guys think Did you guys think that the scene where the little boy sits there and sings her the song and then she has that it's a kind of a it's a hard hard throwback and then she walks away from him and just collapses and is scream crying mm-hmm. i feel like that was the biggest like release right. yes like that was her i see the light at the end of the tunnel i also feel like there was a small one which this might go with something later on but with paul the beach scene she had just yeah, yeah. slept with, ah, uh, what oh, was the, his the name? The guy from Oregon. Yes. She just slept with him. She woke up the next day and wrote Paul's she, name in the sand. And then deleted it, right? Like she covered it up. Yes. Deleted it. She My said, bad. um, she said something along the lines of like, I've written I'm, your name on every beach since we've been together, but I'm that now, was my I'm no last longer time. doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, yeah, that was, big. that was like one of those big release moments Letting and go, you see her yeah. releasing the baggage. And the horse, ended. the horse yes. scene, the ranger's horse, you kind of like get the flashback to her mom and stuff of, because mm-hmm. her mom loved her horse and loved riding horses. And I think that was kind of like her coming to terms with that in the worst way, but yeah, I also so I feel like I, it, it ultimately ended on like 
after walking a thousand miles, it almost felt like she felt nothing empty. <laughs> like the end was nothing. Yeah. It was like yeah. it was kind of one of those. Well, <laughs> there's no. Well, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, I think they ended it the way they ended it was great because mm-hmm. it felt like she still had somewhere to go. It didn't feel like triumphant. So typically, when you mm-hmm. get to, we're talking about a character trying to reach their peak or whatever their journey is they make it to the top, right? And so then mm-hmm. we see them like, oh, we end on this high note. But for her, this is her beginning. Like, she's still right. she's still going. So this isn't... She just got to the bridge. She didn't necessarily... Cro- we didn't see her cross the bridge, right? We just right. see her get to the middle of the bridge. We never see her cross mm-hmm. it. So, mm-hmm. so we know that she has to cross the bridge as viewers, which means her journey is still going. And she might walk right. past that bridge and continue to go. She might not settle there. Hell, she might go north and cut all the way back east, make it back to Minneapolis. That's probably not going to happen. But the feeling is her story isn't over. She's not done. She's completed something to where she's been able to set off the things in her past, but she's just beginning her new life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I feel like this whole journey was for her. I don't think that it was something that she did and now she's better right? It mm-hmm. was a journey of her to come to terms with everything and face everything because she had no choice but to face it. I mean, it was, you either do it or you die out here, right? right. Like you either mm-hmm. survive it or you don't. And that was her life. I mean, you either survive it or you don't. And so I think that this was her like you were saying, her beginning, like this was her mm-hmm. coming to terms with everything that she had done. Like now I accept it and now I have faced it. So let's move forward and be a better person. And I think that that's, and I, I actually enjoy that because it's realistic, right? Like I right. said, I don't, I'm continuously finding out who I am every day. I don't, I had some moments where I like realized who I was and like, who who I am and and what my values are and what I stand for but I am still learning who I am and mm-hmm. what my purpose is and I feel like that was a good display of that um she was 22 when she did it so she's mm. still very young right and she had already been through so much at a young age And so I loved that it wasn't a, I did this and now I'm better because as we know, especially I've shared before, you know, mental health issues, it's not a, okay, we've done therapy for a year now. We're all better. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a continuous working progress, work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that working progress, like work the, in uh, progress. Is that kind of like tournament and tournament? No, that's not it's a tournament. debate. Turn- yeah, tournament. Tor- no, it's tournament. No. Okay. Yes, it's okay. I the video on my anyway. A work in progress. <laughs> and so um I really enjoyed seeing that and it being a realistic depiction of life. Because you don't go through something and then come out this amazing person who is healed and fixed, especially when you are struggling with a mental illness or addiction or, you know, 
fighting off your demons, you have to like you have to wake up every single day and beat those things every single day. Mm. Mm-hmm. So is that? Let's wrap it up. Let's. Um, is there one like kind of closing remark about the movie that you felt like connected with you that you just really want to either drive home the point or it help you have a revelation or something? Um. At the very end of it, I was paying attention a lot to the text that would come across it. You find out when she meets the group the quotes that of she campers. wrote in the yes. In so she would write a little quote books. every time she started on a new trailhead. Yeah, yes. And so one that stuck out to me the most was the last one that was down, and it said, "We are never prepared for what we expect," and that kind of tied it all with a little bow. And you're like, "Yeah," because. Mm. If you expect everything, you're going to fall short. And it's kind of one of those prepare for the worst, but expect, like, anticipate the worst, like the best, like, or hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Mm -hmm. And if you Mm -hmm. prepare for just what you're hoping is going to happen, you're going to fall short. Mm -hmm. And I think that that quote really solidified the whole movie there because. A lot of things happen, and I'm sure that she, you clearly see, she wasn't prepared for any of it. And on the bridge scene, she talks about how, like, if you would have told me at this moment that nine years from now, I'd have a, I've had two children, I got married almost within view of where this bridge is. It's Mm -hmm. one of those things where you're like, wow. Because I'm sure five years ago, you would not. If you went back five years and told yourself, hey, this is where you'll be in five years, you would have laughed in your face. You wouldn't have, (laughs) no, that's not going to happen. So I really like that ending quote. Um, For me, I really, one of the reasons that this is my favorite book is because I kind of connect with her and her story. Um, I've never done half of the things that she's done. But in my own way, I have, right? So I've hit rock bottom. I've my rock bottom um, so far in my life. And I have been a runner. So meaning that I've definitely gotten better about this, but I used to run from every problem that I had. Like I just would not deal with it. Sleep, if, if I'm sad or if I'm thinking about something, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go to sleep, which is why when I am in a depressed episode, I will sleep all day long (laughs) and then still be sleepy Mm -hmm. enough at night to sleep all night. Like it is, I do, and I I definitely have gotten better about it, but especially in my early twenties, late teens, early twenties, I sound so old in my early twenties. You just age yourself. (laughs) I know. I really did run from my problems and I would create all of these issues and then just let them be pretend that they're, they weren't happening. (laughs) And so there's a quote from the book that I want to read. Um, and it says fear to a great extent is born of a story we tell ourselves. And so I choose to tell myself a different story from the woman, from the one women are told. I decided I was safe. I was strong. I was brave Nothing could vanquish me. Insisting on the story was a form of mind control, but for the most part, it worked. Every time I heard a sound of unknown origin or felt something horrible, 
cohering in my imagination, I pushed it away. I simply did not let myself become afraid. Fear begets fear. Power begets power. I willed myself to beget power. And it wasn't long before I actually wasn't afraid. I was working too hard to be afraid. Mm. And that sticks with me because I feel like the overarching story here is that you have to face everything. You cannot run from it because you will always have to face it at some point. And so mm-hmm. you have to be brave enough to face whatever is ahead of you. And you have to know that you are strong enough to handle anything that's ahead of you. Dang. Okay, y'all got Boom. deep. Boom. Y'all got deep. Period, queen. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Trump hey, Mike. Hit the, little, hit the little thing. Um, listen, Period. if you um, stayed with us this entire time, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, Caitlin, we appreciate having you on. Yes! Uh, Thank you guys for having me. first guest. We might gotta, you know what I'm saying? We might gotta bring you back at some time. You know, the first guest. So, <laughs> it, things gotta happen. Uh, we appreciate it. But, we're gonna get out of here. But before we do, of course, we got a couple of things to just to just wrap up and let you know. One, if you, as you can see, this is a different format. Uh, we're bringing on guests and we have video and everything else. All this stuff costs money. Money that uh, even though Joe dropped that stimmy, uh, <laughs> money that we need help with. So uh, we are self-funded. If you want to hit us up on Cash App or Venmo, it's Press Next Podcast. Uh, throw us a little coin, $1, $5. All of it goes a long way. So please, 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 um, if you want to support us, just drop us a little coin. Um, sign up for our either our Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter. We're really active on IG. Um trying to get more tiktok but here's the thing about tiktok is tiktok you have to post so much and to we don't be, be seen right mm-hmm. like to go on the for you page you gotta post so much like people be telling you post three times a day during these three times and this type of content i'm not three times a day you know how much content you have to have for a week to hopefully get like 65k views and it'd be the stuff that you don't even anyway i'm not gonna go on a rant about tiktok because <laughs> uh, tiktok is great tiktok is great and it's useful so uh follow us on tiktok press next podcast and here is the thing uh, you can still always join our Press Next package. We're going to change stuff up a little bit. Next week, we'll kind of let you know exactly what we're doing on how to change it up. But here's what we need. We need reviews on Apple Podcasts. We need that. We need followers and stuff on IG. We need that. We need interaction. So the more you interact, the more chances you will get to uh, get fun, cool stuff from us. Because uh, we do really appreciate that. And we appreciate y'all. So... Uh, thank y'all for tuning in next week we will be talking about one of my favorite films uh one of katie's favorite films invisible man it's great we'll have that conversation um but as always katie you can just give me a spiel you know what you say as always you know you're hanging out you're watching tv eating popcorn eating popcorn (laughs) and you get that little message that says are you still there always press next Do it every single time. We love y'all. We'll see y'all later.